Forgotten Flicks remembers The Last American Virgin, 1982. Oh, lice. Well, I've got just the thing for you. I've got a special comb, and it does very nicely in these sort of things. You'll find it very, very efficient. It's not exactly lice either. It's, um, you see, it is a lot. Let me take a look at your head here. I don't see anything wrong with that. Did you ever have any allergy problems or anything like that? No. It's not on my head. So where is it? It's, um, it's down there. Your balls itch. <laughs> Crabs at your age. <laughs> Young people. They're not what they used to be in my... Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I got just a thing for you. All balls itch. It's a fact. Hello, and welcome to the one, the only, the Forgotten Flicks podcast. I am Joel, and this fine, fine eve, as I prepare to do the last American, I mean, do a show on the last American virgin, I am joined by my own versions of Rick and that other guy. <laughs> oh, you're, you're muchachos. Yes. You're two muchachos. That's Carmela, a.k.a. Peter. <laughs> Hello, my big burrito. Yes, and and our own sexy little Diane Franklin wannabe, Daryl. I'm so sad right now. And I'm not saying he's our Millie, but he's possible. No. But he's possible. At, at least making me the blonde. Okay, <sighs> you are the awesomely uh, 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 top heavy blonde. <laughs> I was gonna say you're the you you could be the vanilla, but then you then you guys messed up my joke. All right, so yes, I uh, Vince I Vince care. is back. I'm back, hey, Vince. And hey, now guys. now Vince, we did uh, Tough Turf. We did. And uh, what was the other film that we did together? Uh, Night of the Demons. Now you think I'd Demons. remember that? Because much like that film, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be interested to see where we all uh, come down on this one. You might be surprised. Yeah, okay, I, I want to make sure. I want to make sure Vince understands a couple of key things here because Vince has not heard our mischief episode. It is very fitting and possibly to the detriment of one of these two movies that we did mischief as our last episode. Mm-hmm. Vince, you do not know how I felt about that episode or how anyone really felt. Here's, I don't. Here's the deal: you love mischief, and you were very sad that you could not join us for that. Am I correct? Right. Correct. Okay. I loved it, and so did they. So make sure we're clear on that. We loved mischief. A lot of it. Yes. We, we And we all were very evenly split. It's actually probably fortunate you weren't here because in uh, perhaps one of the most chauvinist moves uh, of this podcast history, we made sure we divvied up the young ladies appropriately. Yeah, uh, we P- did. Peter, you, uh, you, you called dibs on... Uh, I am a Catherine Mary yes. Stewart boy, and then and then Daryl was Kelly been. Preston, and I said I would go Jamie Gertz, especially Sands braces. Mm-hmm. So that's where we came down. But that aside, mm-hmm. we love mischief. So yes. remember, yes, beards, remember too. that as we go mm-hmm. through this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave that there. And we're just gonna let it lie. So yeah. now, Vince, you wanted to cover this motion picture. 
This is, I'm yeah. assuming, a favorite of yours. It's his fault. What? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Hopefully you guys didn't mind sitting through it. Well, no, that's not, that's not Daryl's beef. Daryl's no, basically, no, he pretty much, beef. we had to talk him down from the ledge after this I'm one. too emotionally involved in this movie. <laughs> it's, yes. You've seen it before, haven't you, Daryl? I have, but it, I don't, I did not remember the whole movie. Yeah. So when it hit Actually. me at the end, it really hit <laughs> yeah. me hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. I laughed out loud at your comment when you wrote on, uh, <laughs> this is the saddest <laughs> movie I've ever seen. <laughs> that was right after I finished watching the credits are rolling. No, no, I was going to say that was right after you finished watching Schindler's List, too. Yeah. yeah this is worse. Schindler's, Myth, the, Schindler's List was sad, but boy, this last American version was hurtful to my soul. I really just love that this was the saddest movie you've ever seen, Daryl. We've got to we got to work on that. You you haven't seen Love Story because you know love means yeah, never that, having yeah. to say you're sorry. So a love story, I, I've seen that. I mean, yeah, she dies. That, Spoiler alert. I, yeah, but yeah. I've never had a girlfriend die on me. Uh, so I mean, if that, I can't, yeah. you know, it's not the same. Can't really. But but he but he did but he did date Diane Franklin and she did uh, kiss his best friend in front of him. So. Oh. <sighs> Or a facsimile thereof. All right. So Vince oh. loves this movie. Uh, if you're new to the show, I'm sorry in advance. I, I feel like I always should add that at the beginning. Uh, spoilers ahoy. I'm adding that as well because we are going to spoil the crap out of this movie. Yeah. Uh, it is called The Last American Virgin. It is an 80s teen sex comedy. Mm-hmm. Honest to God. If you can't is, it? Fig- is it? If yeah. you can't, if you can't figure out some of the plot before, then I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I'm saying. But that aside, if you don't like to be spoiled, come back after you've watched the movie. You have been warned. So here's the thing. For a synopsis, Vince, not to put you on the spot, and if you don't want to do it, just tell me to stick it. Do you want to give us a high level what? Whip it good. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I probably should have had that like ready to go. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Vince, could could you um, maybe whip it? Out for us. A synopsis, I mean. <laughs> you were waiting for that, weren't you? Yes. We're all going to line up, by the way, mm-hmm. after the show in our tidy whities Yes. And uh, I'm just saying, may the best man win. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm finished sweating after well, the water with the biggest pool yeah. wins the pool. Where's so, the grip? Says the man who doesn't participate in the measuring. But that's aside. I will get to that. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so Vince, do you have a synopsis that you would like to share? Yeah, I'll throw some out. It's so it's a if anybody's seen uh, an '86 movie, you, you kind of have an idea of what's going on. But it's the tale of um, three friends whose main goal seems to be having sex or getting laid. Um, and so, most of the first half of the movie is really about just the various hijinks they go through to do that. Um, but then half, uh, maybe halfway, three quarters through the movie kind of shifts gears and, and has a little more heart to it and a little more, um, depth depth to it and, uh, kind of takes you by surprise. And and I think that's what makes it, um, a great movie in in the sense is, you know, stacking up against other 80 sex movies of, of the time. Totally. Well, there is one thing you didn't mention. It has tons and tons uh, of the ubiquitous white kids dancing badly. Well, it does. Which yes, made me happy. Which the made fun me happy. stuff. Yes, it's the fun stuff. It also has a ton, and I mean a metric buttload, of not just pop music, because much like Mischief, we discussed the fact that even though that's a 
a 50 set motion picture. It was filled with actual because mm-hmm. a lot of these movies, especially when they're low budge, they they tend to fill themselves with these either covers of popular songs yeah. or songs that are just off. They're not you're like that sounds like hound. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. But it's like comes out to you know you're nothing but a horn dog, and it just doesn't sound. Right. <laughs> no. So no. for this movie though, it has a ton, and it had mo- songs more importantly that were at the time. Mm-hmm. It's huge songs. Yeah, yeah. So certainly got me going. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a great soundtrack, and it's obviously before um, I guess licensing financial issues became such a big thing. Where you know, because I mean, the amount of songs they used. Did you notice how much they repeated songs that was, more that, than any yeah, other movie? I, I, wanna, yeah. I, I actually want to get to that because I'm not going to lie. That bugged the crap out of me. <laughs> like, I'm not used to that. And I don't want to jump too far ahead because I feel like that's like maybe a down the road discussion. Because right. uh, I, I want to yeah. cover the main, the story proper. And then mm-hmm. I want to get into that because I wanted to ask your guys' opinion on just the way they did that. I always felt like they were like, well, hey, we paid for this song. We are mm-hmm. reusing it from the beginning. <laughs> At least eight times. Sure is. Open arms. Yeah. Or we blew our wad, and this is, we have to use this song 50 times to yeah. make it worth it. For instance, I did my best, but I guess my best wasn't good. Here we go. My best wasn't good, you know. I told you don't make me cry this early in the I, show. That, that, that's that's really what's going to make this fun, Daryl, is if we can get you crying this early and then just spe- spend the next hour and 15 minutes listening Besame. to you cry. Besame mucho. I'm sorry. Thankfully, that was used was used once. <laughs> Thank you. Are you kidding? That was oh. Apparently, <laughs> we're now going to learn about Peter's cougar fixation. Well, I, I like it. <laughs> he did. Now he's like, he's like, what? <laughs> I had to think there for a minute. Get off me, you big bonito. <laughs> <laughs> all right so this movie uh, i assume vince did you see it when it originally came out or uh probably i saw it on video okay. more than when it came out of theater okay and was this a multiple viewing and more importantly were there only just key scenes that you wore the tape out on i mean how, how did you exactly No, i mean i'm sure there are certain parts i mean i'm looking at it now um I'm sure as a kid, um, like Peter, I probably really liked the Car- the uh, Carmela part, but um, I think it's just you know it's something I just probably watched all the way through and, and appreciated it for the whole thing. Okay. Mm. So you're going to be decent about this, is what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> for now. Okay. Okay. For well, now. It's going to be mature about it's, it. Okay, I got it. Okay. <laughs> That's what it is. You do know you're on the Forgotten Flicks podcast. Right? I just want to make sure you knew that this was okay. <laughs> All right, so Peter, for you, did you see this when it came out? Uh, I watched this for the first time yesterday. Me too. Wow, really? Wow. And Peter I never, never like this. Is I, a- I'm not going to lie. Seriously, at the, I'm not joking. That shocks the crap out of me because this movie, to me, <laughs> I would have thought I thought would have been one yeah. that Peter had seen 18 times. I know. Yeah. And have it on VHS so- tape and eight track and and. <laughs> DVD and yeah, and on some places on the VHS uh, tape, it was it was worn through so you could see right through. Honey, why is so, this always in the same spot on the? It's like don't it's re- it. rewound to the exact right spot. I don't know. Don't don't know what you're talking about. Some get in here. You got some no, explaining so, so to you, do. So you can imagine yesterday when I saw this for the first time and the ending came. 
Oh. Oh, oh. That was like smack in the head. Yeah. So, Daryl, for you, yes. you said you had seen this before. I, but I only, you know what? I think I only saw the first half. And for whatever okay. reason, <laughs> I never got to the other half, the, the rest of the movie. You, uh, you were there for the fun part. Huh? Your, guard, yeah. your guardian angel was protecting your tender, sensitive soul. from. It really was. Because I, <laughs> I, remember, I remember everything up to the pool. Okay. <laughs> when they're trying to rid of the crabs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So for for me, what's interesting, I, the only thing I remembered about this movie was seeing the scene at the house, the little the little sweet and low party. Yes. It was on. There was a local channel, WTOG forty four, and it was it ended up becoming the WB UPN CW whatever it is these days. Uh-huh. I don't even know. And CW. okay, that's we'll go with that. And. But originally it was one of it was a local station and you know, but it it would show things in syndication, stuff like that. And this movie was on at maybe eight, nine o'clock at night, I think. I flipped through the channels and I think they had a promo on. And the only thing I remember is from the promo is Diane Franklin walking down I'm in my head it's how I have it envisioned, but I it, like looking back at the movie, I don't know if this actually happened this way, but it seems like it's her walking down the sidewalk and Gary trying to talk to her, and I don't know if I don't remember if that actually happened, but this uh, one of many, many, many songs playing. This is the one I remember from that particular promo. And I remember the way they cut the promo Mario together. Speedwagon. It was just, it was just this exhilarating sort of just bubble pop of a teen emotion and I, yeah. and I really dug it and then I and, I and then the only thing I remember seeing is that most of the house party scene except for the fact that it was on local TV so obviously it was edited like crap so you know there was no Roxanne none of that <laughs> and that's all I remember and I always here, here's the thing on paper I love a great coming of age type story love them yeah. love them okay yeah. Yep, and we'll just let it lie there. <laughs> okay. So, 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 so Vince. So yeah. I guess we know how Joel. No, feels. you don't. You don't. You thought you knew. You don't mischief. know yet. You, you thought with know. mischief. You thought you he knew with mischief. It. You thought you knew with mischief. Remember? No, I was. I was nervous. All you know mischief. is about sweet coke. <laughs> <laughs> this is great coke. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. Should we just start from the top? The fact that. I, I, you know, I think it's important also to talk about this is a remake. Let's yes. let's, yes. let's address the yes. fact. Yep. This is actually a remake. The writer director of the remake, uh, Boaz Davidson, is that correct? Yes. Okay. He wrote and directed at least the first of the originals, and I believe directed at least directed the three of the sequels. I think there's like eight of them. There, the, yeah. it translates the title. Eight. It's a, it, they're Israeli films. The title translates to Lemon Popsicle, which. As a title, reminds me of. Have you ever heard of the fake Star Wars title, Blue Harvest? Yes. Like it's like got that. Yeah. Like it's almost yeah. like a title you'd use for a fake movie <laughs> to yeah. throw people off the scent of your real popular movie, like the new the new Terminator movie. Oh, it's on on paper. It's called Lemon Popsicle. Oh, so. <laughs> but that's the title, and it, that one, yep. interestingly enough, to parallel it even more with Mischief, takes place in the fifties. Yes, and, mm-hmm. and it too yeah. is apparently filled with actual pop songs from the era. 
Yeah. yeah, you know, as of until yesterday, I didn't know that this was a remake because oh, I was okay. actually listening to another podcast and Eli Roth was on, and um, he was talking about this, and it seems such a weird movie for him to be talking about him being, you know, doing the kind of movies he does. But yeah. he says he loved this movie, and then he said it was based on this Israeli film called Lemon Popsicle. So I went and looked it up, and because he was saying it was, it's almost shot for shot the way yeah. it's set up, and um, I kind of didn't want to go see the the original just to kind of compare the two. I don't know if I can take this. Again. I I do though. I actually I looked it up. I found it on YouTube. Unfortunately, yeah, it's. it's uh, I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty confident that uh, good luck understanding it because no. it's, yeah yeah. Uh, so, it, but there and there was no, no subtitles. Well, and there was no there was an English dub version, but mm-hmm. I couldn't find. Like they had clips from it, but they did not yeah. have the full movie. Damn. So uh, I, I was I'll, trying to find, see, it and, find it. Yeah, I was going to say. Apparently, yeah. it was very popular in Germany, much like the Hasselhoff. Yeah, uh, and mm. even in Israel, I read somewhere that oh, it was huge in Israel. Forty yeah. percent of the Israeli population watched this movie. Yeah, really? and apparently, all, a lot of the sequels were, did very well. The, yeah. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Yes. And apparently, Germany it was nice. it was a big hit. Uh, there was, I think, it made Japan. I think Japan it was a huge hit. Yeah. And I guess it did wow. kind of meh in the states, but it was it came out in seventy eight, so a few years before the remake. Well, we're backwards yeah. here. We don't, you know, we don't we don't like good movies. Is that what you're trying to say? Derek? No, we do, we don't like we like happy happy, and then and then yeah. we don't do sad. Like that's what's so different about this movie is that it's you know happy happy. And then it takes a turn. I mean, it's more realistic in terms of of things yeah, in sure. school. You know, going through coming of age. It goes to the tragic parts of it. I mean, it, it's just so weird that in the age of Porky's and all those other films that we watched, it, it's usually just funny. We don't we don't get yeah, the you, you never see the 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 down down parts of it, so to say. Well, I yeah, well, yeah. think back because I think a good parallel would also be Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That gets a little dark. Yeah, yeah. Was, it does. That was later than this, wasn't it? Eighty-three, I think. So it would have been the next year. Yeah, I think this, okay, this yeah. was, rele- yeah, was this released was, in eighty. Uh, before this, yeah, Porky's was before this. But was this re- yeah. released in eighty-two? I know it said eighty-two at the end of the credits, but I thought I saw something that said it was actually released in the states in maybe early eighty-three. I don't know why I, I thought I saw that. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Are you could be right. right. Sure. I always thought it was of an eighty-two. For some reason, it always was in my mm-hmm. head as an eighty-two movie, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, for the release dates, and the release dates out in uh, in J- Japan, Germany, and the United States were all eighty two. Okay, we'll go with that then. Eighty two. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I think it was what you know what it was. Janet Maslin. I read her review, and mm-hmm. it was her review was dated from eighty three. Like it may have been early eighty three. Uh, it got to Sweden in eighty three, and and then Norway in eighty four. Okay. So yeah. it's still June yeah. three, Sweden. Yeah. Okay. Looking at it right now. Now, I, th- see it I, I, I think before we maybe go through the story a little bit, let's go ahead and re- let's do the reverse of what we did last time. Let's talk about the cast. Oh, uh, okay, because okay. I don't remember what mess we did last time. Last time we talked about the movie for like an hour and a half and then finally mentioned the people. Yeah, then, whoops, maybe oh. we should, yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's sweet Coke. Yeah, that's right. So uh, so does does anybody other than myself have IMDb open? I have it open too. So, yeah, Daryl, Daryl, would you? Uh, yes, would I you took like? Notes. Okay. I did it. Oh, oh, fancy oh, pants, fancy pants. Got. No- I'm just kidding, Peter. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hello. so Daryl. Hi, Mister Lowe. Sorry. I should probably have that like, queued up so every time you you drop into that, I can I can yeah. do that with the. 
Lonely, I Mr. Lonely. And, and, and Vince, in case you're wondering why the hell we're playing that, I, considering it's not in this movie, it is the end song of the original. That's what they play oh, okay. when when the mm. Gary equivalent walks in and and sees his lady love in that situation that we'll get into. As opposed, it's, e- it's even worse. As opposed to wait, now actually, did they do? For that, I'm trying to remember now. Was the um, was it this? Here we are back yes. Okay, we that was the end, right? right? Could you explain to me the one weird thing about the soundtrack was this song does not fit at all. Oh no, and you know what it does? Uh, you, you know what does fit though is is this? To want me immediately following someone's abortion. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So that out of sync, even though they're both good songs, they're just out of sync. I don't, I didn't know how, why yeah, they I go back this. to, you know what I go back to? I go back to a producer going, uh, cause it was a golden globus, wasn't it? Our, our buddies at Canon. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is called, we paid for the song. Use uh, it. Uh, use okay. it. You know, and I always thought, cause I never paid too much attention to the actual words. I mean, I love both those songs and it really probably dates back to this, this movie is why I like those songs, but mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just the the tone of both of those songs. The uh, uh, I'm the, a word uh, for me, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm a word dude with movies. Like sometimes I will hear music and not think about the words at all. But if it's in a movie, I will go right into words. My head will it will notice every word just to see how it fits the film. I don't know why. And sometimes like it does. And you know, if it, sometimes a song tonally could fit, but it wouldn't tonally it fit though. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I. I think since since we're here in, in this in this place now with the songs, I think what bugged me about the the reusing the songs from beginning to end <laughs> like that is <laughs> it, okay. I used to teach video productions, and when uh-huh. I did, what what had happened a lot, especially if you and when I was in high school, I was in video productions. Basically, I was an AV nerd. There's a shocker. Uh, and what you <sighs> do is you've you had these hour long. I know, I, I but your mind blown, Peter. We did these highlight type videos. They're basically a video yearbook. And you would get these songs that, of course, we had no rights to use. But for some reason, I remember, for instance, Lenny Kravitz, Are You Gonna Go My Way? And we would play it, but it would be almost in a loop. And you would just play it to beginning to end. And then you just got to let it play. We got an extra two minutes. Let's let it play again. So you do that. And and that's what it reminded me of in this movie. Because in most movies, say you would have the one song. You you would use this one. You... Is that sort of a theme mm-hmm. that you would then maybe use instrumentally throughout the right, movie? That's it, right? You, yes. you, mm-hmm. you would have, or just the chorus would play at key moments because mm-hmm. that's all you need. Once you've pl- implanted it in the, in yes. our heads yes. as we watch the film, that's all you need is the instrumental, and we get it. And and mm-hmm. and that's what I think threw me is that at first I thought this I did my best was that song, but I guess which would have been fine. <laughs> that would have been fine. But then we're over here. And I'm hearing now. Given my druthers, I think I go Lionel. I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. I think I'd go Lionel Richie if I'm if I'm picking. If you had two. to pick, if I had to pick, I'm going. I don't know. Up. It's hard to pick between those two songs. Yeah, I really it's like a great songs. Or or I I don't know. I guess I might do this one if it plays, which is uh-huh. not. Why isn't it playing? <laughs> Damn it! See. Besame, besame mucho. Oh, that's a. Oh, it wasn't that one? No. If I could sing, I'd sing it. I know what you're going, but... What, what did you think I was going to pick? Which, which one did you think I was going to pick? Open arms, right? 
Oh, no, that would have been a great one. No, I was oh. going to be a total douche and pick, uh, uh, um, are you ready for the sex girls? No. <laughs> well, you know, you're such a jerk. <laughs> you're, you're, hold on. Yeah. Now, that one shocked me because in 1982, even, Journey was pretty getting pretty big. They huge. were. Like, big, big. Yeah. And big. big, 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 big. So, I, I actually, I never thought about it. And, Daryl, you're the one who made the comment. Was it you or Vince that made the comment about the licensing at this time? It might have been Vince. Yeah. Vince. Was me. Okay, Vince. So, I, I'll give you credit and take it away from Daryl. That's fine. <laughs> I was racking my brain. I'm like, how did they get these songs in this movie like this? And they shoved them in, dude. Yes. That year, that's the year that uh, Escape came out. And that was a huge album. Yes, I mean, it was massive. incredibly big. Well, and then, now this one I think was just wonderful serendipity. And quite honestly, I think whoever the music director of the movie was, I, they gave credit to the director-director. But oftentimes there's either a music you know, producer or director that is the one who in fact picks songs for the soundtrack. But whoever did, talk about being uh, fortuitous enough to pick... Because I believe that's off of their war album. And, uh, folks, that's you two at the beginning. Yeah. And to have thought, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, this is a cool little uh, band that will go on to be one of the biggest bands in history. Pretty um, much. That, Basically, that was, yes. That was kind of <laughs> awesome. So I can't believe I couldn't uh, get this, this movie this way. filled with great music. All these well, hits, you, you know, and it's funny watching, yeah. watching it. When I watched it, probably first run, even the, you know, the few times after that I'd seen I, it, the repeating of songs didn't click with me. So a few months ago when I watched it, um, I was like, well, they play that Lionel Richie and, and uh, Quincy Jones song a lot. And then we were watching <laughs> yeah. it last night to keep notes. I'm going, well, they played Whip It a couple times. Uh-huh. Are you ready for the sex girls? Which, you know, talking about what makes sense with movies, that one part where they're driving the car off the cliff into the ocean and they play Are You Ready for the Sex Girls seemed out of yep. place yeah. for that song. Yep. But um <laughs> But yeah, you know, where where bother Joel, it didn't really bother me a whole lot. I mean, even even though it was repeated, I guess I just I liked that those songs so much that they I they were mind. good songs. It, yeah. it just made you. It just maybe I'm not used to movies doing that. They don't, they usually just don't no, do no. that too often. Yeah. No, not 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 that prominently anyway. Oh. I know what boys like. Was there any instrumental score music in this, or was it all wall to wall the pop stuff? I can't remember. I seem to feel like I it was don't... pop remember too much instrumental no i don't think there was any i just remember yeah i just remember the soundtrack yeah i mean there's a lot of songs in this one there's a there's enough to fill the whole movie oh yeah Yeah. it did yeah i know yeah Yeah, it's it's certainly good it's a good soundtrack for anybody i think you know i mean yes the cars and everything we we didn't mention the cars uh, yeah sometimes when they pick the song they they fit the scene like when they're with Mm -hmm. the caramella that's the way I like it, Casey and the Sunshine Band, when mm-hmm. uh, David is getting his uh, groove on. Because they, when, they pick... when he's dipping the burrito. Yes. You dirty man. You just love that scene so much, don't you? <laughs> you you're too happy when uh, you talk about you know, it. I... You know there's some story oh, that Peter's is, not telling this us. This is Peter's uh, lawyer. Uh, <laughs> Peter is taking this <laughs> Peter uh, will neither confirm nor deny whether he ever uh, dipped his burrito. In the uh, Peter, make a comment. Uh, no comment. Spicy no comment. salsa of. He will now refer to you all as his muchachos. <laughs> Peter, how much did you watch this video? No comment. Uh, this no comment. last night's the first time I've ever seen it, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking Where about. Where to God? 
I so, may have watched it again today. So back Why to the, is the rerun button broke? On your <laughs> Honey, you broke the VCR again. No comment. Back to the cast. Back to the tangent. Cast. We're all about tangents. Yes, right. Lawrence, oh, we were talking about the. We were supposed to talk about the cast. Yes, we are now. <laughs> Want to go with Gary? Gary. Let's start with Gary. That was my dad's name. Gary. It's a good name. Good wholesome <laughs> name for an unwholesome boy. Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> is it Monoson? Monoson? Uh, I can try it. Monoson? Monoson. Right. Let's go with Monoson. That sounds better. Yeah, we'll go with that. Larry. Larry. Larry and Gary. He's a boy who looked like a, a nerdy young child. Yeah, and he did. He's totally he, different now, but I mean, he. Yes. He looked like such a. He he fit that they look like. That's one thing I also like. He looked like a teenager. They, most yeah. of the people in this movie did. Yes, they well, talked like teenagers. They look like teenagers. I was reading that he was uh, he was actually sixteen when it was filmed. It didn't get released till he was eighteen, I think. Mm. Um, but he was sixteen when it was filmed. Wow, mm-hmm. the charming yeah. must have got <laughs> you in this movie. Yeah, but a lot of the the uh, the, the young uh, cast here were, were I don't know new newbies to. Mm-hmm film industry, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Makes it more real. I'm going to jump immediately to the number two on... Oh, you're not going to mention any movie he was in? Well, well actually, what just occurred to me, originally I was going to defer to Daryl, since he said he had Imdb open, and let him uh, yeah. lead, lead us in a round of... Well, one of the biggest ones was Mask. Yeah. I mean, and Friday the 13th. Yeah, Friday, That's yeah, what I Friday, remembered Friday. it from. Wait, let's put it in the computer. The computer says you're a dead... <laughs> <laughs> Crispin Glover's buddy that's giving him crap the entire time. Oh, sorry. Wait. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. Yeah. But what I did not, I, I, I mean, I kind of remember him from things, but what I, I'm so surprised about looking at his IMDb is that he did a lot of TV. Yes. Yeah, he's one of those very familiar face kind of guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, up until 2010, he'd done a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. So who else do we have on the on the cast docket? We have uh, that that Franklin. minx that that evil woman. You want to use the B word, don't you? Beautiful, <clears throat> Diane. Fra- yes, she is though. Diane <laughs> Franklin, who played Karen. Dude, honestly, that all aside, who cares? It's Diane friggin' Franklin. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. What's your What's your favorite role though of hers? I I have mine. <laughs> well, I did like Better Off Dead. I was going to say, Better of Dead. Or Amityville 2, The Possession. The Possession. <laughs> oh, well, I like the scene. <laughs> I was going to say, you like the scene. Yeah. You mean the one <laughs> where the that. brother and the way? Oh, hey. Hey, yo. No, better, no, let's go with Better Off Dead. Better Off Dead and that, and that accent. Oh. Yeah. Oh. We're yes, all yes. in agreement then. Okay. Next. <laughs> Rick. Steve Anton. Or Antine, Antine, Antine. You, know, you know who he reminded me of at first? And I, the guy's name is escaping me, but he was uh, the best friend in Christine, the football player. And I'm completely brain farting. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, right. John Stockwell. John Stockwell. John Stockwell. Thank you, Vince. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his younger brother. Like they have a similar vibe to me. And they wear, and they do wear similar. He's wearing similar glasses to that character. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why they probably you think about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So he's the lover boy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been in quite a few, uh, quite a few things. Been in Goonies. 
You're 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 pooping. Excuse. Hey, P- Daryl, hold on one second. You're pooping out on Skype. Does everybody? Uh-oh. Can everybody? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I heard him say goose. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, he was in Goonies. That's that's too big. The biggest. Goonies and what was the other one? Goonies. With uh. Uh, with Jodie Foster and uh, oh, the accused. Ellie McGee. Yeah, yeah the, yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. There, there, yeah. Everything else has been little up here and there. Yeah. Well, you know, again, I always yeah. go back to you know, if the, if the quote unquote the only things you had on your filmography were I was in the Goonies uh, and the accused. He, yeah, but he he was in a movie called Survival Quest from 1988. Oh, is Lance Henriksen in that? Lance, Lance oh, Henriksen. I have never Mark seen Rolls that, stuff. but I've, I went to go watch that on Netflix, and it was one of those it. they pulled it. It was on Instant Forever, and then yeah. they pulled. It. I was like, son of a. I've That's, never yeah, seen I, that. I think I've seen a clip or something from it. That's all. What What does that mean when you say a bunch of city slickers? What is that supposed to mean? It's it's, from it's, the city? It's, it's just derogatory against uh, people from New York City, Daryl. No, oh, I, 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 I always I assumed it meant somebody who's yeah from the city and they're slick right they they're like a, a huckster they're they're up yeah they're 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 always like a con man like you're a city slicker you come in here think you can take our land from us Walt Disney uh, that was the people in Orlando from uh, like seventy years ago that's what they said sorry <laughs> oopsie oops okay yeah so why why where did that come from was it because of the movie City Slickers. No, it's it's no, it describes the movie that he was in. Yeah. The movie's the survival one. They call it City Slickers. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I've seen the term before in movies, and I'm like, well, of course, it's the why movie that was called that. that. I think it was usually meant from like a, it was obviously meant to be derogatory, and it was more of a cow, yeah, like cowboy yeah. country folk would, you would city folk. Yeah, you say city folk, same same idea. Yeah. That 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 if same contempt. Yeah, yeah, it's meant to be contemptuous. I think so. We we're, so we're Rick the Dick. Apparently, apparently as much uh, young ladies that he's a chick magnet pretty much he played I'm telling you though I know that that Rick character I know that guy I grew up with that guy <laughs> yeah I've been yeah. friends with that guy like you know that I work with that guy Vince are you that guy I am not <laughs> okay do you he wish do you wish when you were 16 you had been that guy uh yeah probably yeah he seemed to enjoy himself quite a bit in this movie He's yeah. he's very shallow though. Like he doesn't seem to. No, he definitely doesn't. Get, really? Well, yeah, but not just shallow in uh, I you you know the way he uses people, but just like he seems a little vapid. Like he doesn't. Yes. Well, I mean, to be real, that guy is very usually a lot of times very popular. Yeah, that was one of these struck me watching this again is those three guys hanging out together. Yeah. It seemed maybe implausible. Yeah. You know, Rick, you yeah, got like you said the popular guy. You've got the. the uh, I guess Gary maybe could be considered a nerd, well, uh, kind of. The implication is they grew up together, so I can see that. I mean, like, yeah. I've seen you, you're friends with people that are more popular than you. I'm, you know, like, I've been friends with people on football teams and stuff like that. Like, they've been more popular than you because you're not in the same things. But you, you kind of know everybody. You grew up together. Yeah. Kind of. And I can see yeah. David because even though, you know, he's the heftier guy, but he's also mm. the clown and he's like the, mm. he's yeah. the guy that, it, yeah, I could see him and David being on the football team together and right. David being one of the linemen and Rick's, uh, I was just at Rick, Rick being the quarterback, David being the lineman mm-hmm. and, and they hang out. I, I, cause I, yeah, that dynamic, I can see it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think Gary's one of those like cool nerds. Yeah. 
That's what he it comes across. And as he helps you out. Like Gary, Gary, it, you know, he's helped out Rick and them and with stuff and co-signed on him trying to get, you know, women. I would have to say, though, when he when he sports that neckerchief, uh, that's where I don't know that I'd hang out with him very much. Yeah. Uh, they just, every time he had it on, I was like, man, you got to take that off. He well, looks so emotional. Well, here's he? the thing. He also he also leers a lot. Like if you needed to, he does. If you look All, up the almost word, creepy. Yeah, it really mm-hmm. was. Yeah. And if you look up the word lecherous in the dictionary, <laughs> there was a picture of him, right? There really yeah. was, right there to the right, lecherous yeah. Gary. Gary. Gary, pretty much. And how how completely oblivious is everybody? I mean, David. He point blank tells David, I "Tell her I love her and I think about her." <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, buddy, okay, whatever." I mean, it was almost like they were just <clears throat> screwing with him at some point. But Karen, Rick, the way he acts around her, and he all he does. Karen everything. knew though. I don't think she did. Dude, she knew she when pl- they met. The way she he, plays it, she does not seem to know. I think she played it as she liked the attention, but she never took him seriously. He was just the cute, safe <sighs> I one. I guess. She didn't like the he, safe one. She liked Rick. Unlike Jonathan and Mischief, who didn't look dangerous, right? really was. was. Well, That's what Kelly Preston said. Yeah, true. Lucky. But I think that that kind of gives that off. She did, she thought of him as the safe one, the one she couldn't, you know. Yeah, I think you're right. Vince, did you say that, that she, he's lucky? I said, yeah, lucky guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doug uh, McKean has uh, my, my eternal, um, whatever the word is, my admiration for having that jealousy. scene. <laughs> having that scene. Yes. All right, so who who else do we yeah. got here? Let's, let's, get, let's hit a few more. We got uh, Joe Ruba. Rubo, uh, he played David. David. Yeah, and he went on to a big th- two more movies before his career ended. Yeah, he doesn't even get a picture. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of, I, I think uh, I looked around for, to find out what he was doing today, and the only thing I could find was he works as a mortgage broker. Yeah, I guess he got out of the business real yeah. quick. So, so just, basically, yeah. now he actually makes money. So yeah, probably yeah, mm-hmm. legally, or well, maybe legally. Yeah. <laughs> that or, or maybe something sweet and low. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, who else? Who else, Daryl? I'm sure there's a couple more folks here. We have. Uh, yeah, we have uh, Louis. This will be Peter's favorite. Louisa Mort- Moritz, uh, who played Hello, me. Hello and my big burrito. <laughs> She's played in quite a few things. Yes. Up until yes. Uh, 2000. Yeah, chained heat. I got wait, bubbles. Wait, what? Yes, she, if you look at her around this goes time, she was in a cup. Yeah, she's in chained heat. Yeah, Happy Hooker goes to Washington. Yeah, the Rockford Files and the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, why do I? And, know? and, well, and also good movies like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes. Uh, and we have Brian Peck who plays Victor. Yes, he's been in uh, a lot more movies, more recent stuff. Uh, but he's been in X Men Two. He's been in Return of the Living Dead. Uh, man, on, man on the Moon. He's been in. He's had a lot of small parts. Yeah, a lot of small parts. A lot of small parts. But Anger not in, management. But, but not in his tidy whities. <laughs> but not in his tidy whities. Nine and a half inch. Not counting his balls. Whoa, whoa! I think I know what, what I have, said. guys. I think I know <laughs> <Yeah>. what I have. <laughs> Poor dude. I kinda, yeah, I kind of like Victor. <laughs> 
<laughs> it wasn't bad. They did him so so wrong. Uh, and then we have uh, Kimmy Robertson. Who's got a who, great name. Last name. Yes. She does. She played Rose. That was the girl that liked uh, Gary, right? Yes. And she was kind of hot. I don't know what the yeah, problem I was. I really don't know what his problem was on that. I don't either. That's yeah, I was going to ask that what you guys thought, because I kind of went back and forth if she was or not. Her voice reminds me of... Um, I, don't, I think it's. I think I kept it, Victoria Jackson from yeah, SNL. Yeah, there was a, there. Yeah, there's that vibe. Yes, she did have that, but she was still cute, though. And I she, mean, she wasn't there. Less makeup, mm-hmm. and I think. But she was yeah. cute, and she was in the Gary, which is probably geeky, he did. But geeky, since geeky. he was stalking Karen, yeah, yeah. 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 Did you ever, did you ever feel like at times that he was just going to grab like a clump of her hair and just shove it into his nostrils and? Uh, <laughs> yes. And then and then <laughs> and then just go. It puts the lotion in the basket. Yes, because <laughs> I kind of there, felt like there was. A there were times where I, I really thought that they would have to call the cops on Gary because he really got creepy. It puts the lotion in the basket. It and puts the creep- lotion in the basket. He snorts her hair all the way back into the, the back of his throat. <laughs> I I could see him because Gary was kind of. I mean. He did a lot for Karen. He, he does it right in front of everybody. And they just, they, they're oblivious. <laughs> yeah. Completely oblivious. Oh, Gary, he's just being It's funny. almost like a Naked Gun movie that way. Yeah. The, the crazy crap Frank Drebin's doing and nobody seems to notice. <laughs> no one notices. No one right. notices. Oh, I guess that's it as far as the bigger oh, names. I just had to say, Kimmy Robertson. We uh, the only thing I actually recognized her from was uh, she was Lucy Moran on uh, Twin Peaks. Assistant mm-hmm. to sheriff. Right. What did I see? Something about her. I know. Oh, she was in uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I Don't Tell that. Mom the Babysitter's oh, Dead. So, those two movies I've seen within the last few years. That oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Oh, well, I've seen them a long time. Yeah. The dishes are done, man. And then <laughs> uh, Jerry, Jerry Idol played Roxanne. Roxanne. Dear yes. Lord, that's all I'm saying. How? Okay, first off, what was that whole thing? So early on, the three guys, uh, you got the plot, right? They're just trying to get laid, and yes. the, the they go and find these three girls in this diner, and the implication <laughs> is, at least Gary's reaction, Mister Apparently Perfect, he's yeah, yeah they're kind of skeezy. I don't and. Yeah. Basically called them freaks, more or less. Yeah, but, yeah, he but, did. but, but he then did. The, now, okay, no offense to Miss Millie, but okay, and maybe he's not into the voluptuous blonde, but like the girl Jerry said, like what? Like what? Mm-hmm. How? I'm confused how she even fits into the. She's the. You know what it is? She's the Rick of that group. Right. She yeah. is. <laughs> she was really hot. Yeah, and Millie is David, and uh, you know what? Though? Brenda, the voluptuous one, is Gary. Then. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, so, so. Feel kind of funny now. I, kind of I got to, though. I could kind of see it. The other thing was is uh, uh, the oh, Roxanne. The, the, yes, you did. The Roxanne character, the actress. She, you know, she reminded yep. me of a little bit. You know who Leah Michelle is from Glee and Scream Queens? Yeah. Oh yeah. There, uh-huh. a, yeah. She did. Yeah. And I can see that. Hello, how are you? I'm just saying. Yeah, well, if we're yeah. talking about yeah, I mean, like, yeah, okay, you know yeah. what I'm saying, okay. I don't know so, what you're saying. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> not, not like I'm gonna grab a clump of anybody's hair and <laughs> all the way into the no, no, yeah, right into the charges won't have to be filed. No, <laughs> no. 
All right. So anybody else cast wise that jumped out at you folks? Not really. No. I stopped at Kimmy Robertson, basically. Yes. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes Ooh, of this potato. motion the potato. picture. The, the whitey tidies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Did I say that out loud? Sorry. <laughs> I, I know where your mind is. Yeah, I know. It's right. measuring competition. Sorry. There are a lot of funny scenes in this. See, in okay, this I want I, I, yes. I to address the fact that there are, however, mm-hmm. the th- I, I, I don't want to go down this road yet. All right, Vince. Yes. Because you brought this one to the table, mm-hmm. I find it to be only fair that we give you the four first to justify. I mean, rationalize. I mean, explain. <laughs> <laughs> your, where, where do, like, do you, when you rewatch this, when was the last time you had seen it Prior to this viewing, uh, maybe a decade ago. Okay, maybe. And what about? And then prior to that was like when you were a kid. It may be one time in between that. Okay. Do you feel that C and D plays at all a part? You know, I was thinking about that. I, I, I don't know. That was tough to answer. I, I maybe a small part of it, but I actually do think it stands out very well. Okay. Um, and I think a lot of that's just because. It, it for what it does in terms of what is typically a teen movie or teen eighties teen sex movie, I think it does that well. But because of the way it shifts, I think that's what holds it up better um, and makes it just more um, enjoyable to watch. Because I think we can all. Um, I mean, I had friends. We did dumb things, you know. But, but I, I, I think I experienced more of the 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 longing and the pining after somebody, you know. So I was able sure. to relate to that part of it a little bit more. I didn't necessarily yeah. drool in stock, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I understand completely. I mean, I mean I, uh, everything you said is yeah, basically yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I, I think I, I okay. I really <laughs> feel as if the only way for this conversation to continue is for us all to lay our cards out on the table. Let's do it. Okay, Vince. I think it's safe to say for you, this movie still holds <laughs> up, and you still. Adore it, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Keeping that in mind, I'm going to hedge my words very carefully. Uh, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Peter. Uh, let's go to Daryl. Since Daryl actually had already seen at least half of it. Daryl, we know that you found this to be literally the saddest movie known yeah. to mankind in a world with <laughs> Schindler's List and 12 Years a Slave and yes. uh, the love list goes story. on and on. Yeah, love story. Because that yeah, definitely yeah. goes in the grouping of the other two I mentioned. And, yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, Ryan Song. And uh, let's see what else we got. That was a comedy. What are you talking about? Comedy about friendship. Yes, it was hilarious. <laughs> and then he died. Piccolo. Uh, okay. My so, life is a house. In my life, yeah. My life is a house. Yes. Uh, I actually, I love, I love that movie. We can do that one. No, <laughs> that that would hurt too much. Stay on target. Yes. Bridges of Madison County. In a, in a world where Bridges of Madison County exists, you're saying you found this to be the saddest movie you've ever seen. Well, I mean, Bridges of Madison County is not... Re- well, you know what? We'll save that discussion for the Valentine's month. <laughs> That's true. Because, <laughs> <laughs> boy, do I have a story about that one. But anyway, so for, so for you, what did you think of the movie? I, like I said, I... I enjoyed it. I, like I didn't think I was. I, I the first half of it. It had funny scenes in it. I I thought it would be just that, just okay. a couple funny scenes, nothing else. But then when it did that turn, 
it it got even better in my eyes. Okay. Because I like pain. I like I like I like pain. When when it did the dark turn, that that's when it really got good. Are we talking about like Cenobite level pain, fish hooks yes. in your flesh, pulling back level pain? Uh, since it reminded me of a similar thing that happened to me. Okay. I, it was really emotionally. It was the equivalent of, of Cenobites ripping yeah. you apart. Okay. Belinda, wherever you are. <laughs> should, should, should I bleep the name? <laughs> okay. Break my. Peter, now you were yes. in the same boat that I was. You had never yeah. seen this movie, which I still, honestly, that's the biggest shock to come out of this whole episode. I know. I thought for sure you had seen this. I don't know why I thought that. Crazy. No, don't be sorry. I think it's no, it's, it's almost like it's almost like a well, rare there find. Are movies out there that I haven't. I know, seen but it's almost yet. like especially movies like this yeah. from this time period, but not yeah, like this. Yeah. yeah, that's what threw me. No, but it does, like but both uh, Vince and Daryl says, it starts out like a teen comedy, and it is funny, and I did laugh out loud at a, at a lot of stuff. But then, and you kind of get you get to learn the characters to to know them, and then when it takes the dark turn. You're hooked. I mean, you can't you can't take your eyes away from the screen. So yeah, I uh, I like this movie a lot. I'm gonna watch this again. I even I'm gonna check out the original, see if I can find it somewhere, and mm-hmm. just to compare. As the ending, I, I kind of think the ending is is even more. It's even worse in the original than than this. Oh, so that's, I'm gonna cry like a little girl. Not that we're judging little girls here. No, so I Peter, think they cried. They were more manly in crying than I was. Yeah, yeah. Peter. So really, yeah. what I my takeaway from that is, and yeah, Darryl I like it. Yeah, and Vince ultimately. Oh, here we go. Yeah, but oh boy, here so, we go. One. Okay, I didn't hate it, and mm-hmm. I here's here's the problem. On mm. paper, I should have loved it because mm. I love coming of age movies. Yes, if, you do. If, if, if a teen, especially an 80s teen comedy type You're movie, all in. I'm all in. I'm all in, man. Mm-hmm. I don't, and this isn't fair. This isn't fair, but I almost wonder if the problem is I, having just watched Mischief, not like the day before or anything, but you know, right. week before, I don't know if in my brain I was drawing too many parallels, because there are. Yeah, you know, there's parallels, especially when you consider so, what the movie that was it was a remake of. They're not as likable yeah. as as the kids at Mischief. No, okay, there's no. that. But here's the problem I really come down to on this movie. And I would I would actually love to see Lemon Popsicle the original. And I and and everybody know this, I tried to watch that before we recorded this cuz I wanted to have it as a point of comparison and right. I really just the language barrier I was, I was there's like, too I, much you I, can't, I, yeah, you can't I, really I, get the I text of it. I tried. But that all to the side, I I want to see it. So if anybody has a copy, knows where we can procure one, please let, let us know. Because I really would like to give that a shot. Here's where I had a problem. I feel like this was a series of vignettes, funny moments mm-hmm. that because of the time period the movie was in, because it's in that post Porky's time period of the eighties. It's in the same way that if you go and see Black Christmas after having seen any slasher film after it, you make this assumption that it's not very original, right? But knowing, oh, wait, oh, crap, this movie's like the one of the first that did some of this stuff. When you know that, it changes the dynamic. So, for instance, the let's get to the uh, peeping hole into the girls' locker room scene. It is a Mm -hmm. trope from 90% of all 80s sex comedies. Oh, totally. Right. Yeah. 
And, yeah, totally. Well, thought, that's what I was going to say. You said you, this felt like vignettes to you, but can't that be said of almost any sex comedy from that period? Well, can, yes and though. no. Yes and no. Here's where I'm going with that. Because I and again, mischief is the problem here. I'm blaming the movie that I liked yeah. because that movie, certain moments felt didn't feel like vignettes because I felt as if they tied into the the whole story better. So, for instance, I give you okay that whole scene, the peeping hole and the dick measuring scene. If you take that out of that movie, it doesn't matter. I, you could take that whole scene out, and it doesn't have any effect whatsoever on the story. None. Zip, zip, zip mm-hmm. right? I mean, can you? Because there's never a callback. Like, there's never a moment. Victor comes back into play, but never to such a degree, and never referring to, say, that part of his anatomy. I mean, I realize it would have been a joke that could have been, no pun intended, beaten to death. But, right. but. <laughs> <laughs> see what you I did there? Huh? But, see what you did but, there. It would have, I guess, in a in other movies, that's what they would have done. They wouldn't have called back to it. So yeah. first, it's a mischief. They make that reference to the Studebaker early on, and then later on, when they fall out of the Studebaker, Jonathan makes the comment. It, yeah, you had to be paying attention, but it ties that together. Mm-hmm. Nothing in this movie felt that way to me. And then when it does take the turn, which I'm on, I'm on board with you guys. Like I agree, I like it when these kind of movies take that turn and, and get more real and serious for the, you know, it, it, the teenage dynamics. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was so lighthearted before that, that it was almost like the, when I first saw from dusk till dawn, it's a good equivalent. I was put mm-hmm. off by that too. So maybe if I rewatch this, I'll feel different, but it takes such a turn. You're, you're like, huh? What? What the hell just happened? I, 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 well, it was almost like he, well, it was. He did take. I think he did take two two stories, two films. It was like he put them together. But see, I feel he like did. maybe the original Lemon Popsicle because it's in the fifties. Mm-hmm. It's it's meant. I feel like that is probably a lot more autobiographical to the filmmaker. That that was meant to be a more personal film, and due to market conditions, because if you even look at Gary, he looks like a greaser. His hair, mm-hmm. like he, he has does. that vibe, right? Totally. Leather jacket. Does he have a leather jacket? Uh, yeah, he's all yeah. like he wears he, the he white actually, t-shirt. He, uh, he, uh, the guy who plays uh, uh, whatever his name was in, in the original, yes, looks similar. Uh, he, yeah. Yes, there's a similar look. I think. It, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess. Like th- the hair, the, I mean, I mean, Gary has kind of like uh, the the fifties hairstyle. Yes, totally does. Oh, he uh, totally does have the fifties. Yeah. and I yeah. and I almost and like even the way uh, Roxanne, her outfit has that. Uh, you yeah. remember, remember the pink ladies in Greece? How uh, what was her name? Yeah. The the what was her name? Not is it Pinky Tuscadero? Yeah, Pinky. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. That, that she, she reminded me of like that vibe. So what I'm getting at is you could see that influence and that maybe that's where he wanted to go with it. But I could totally see producers and Hollywood say, well, hey, 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 you know, we got to appeal to the U.S., the kids, and they're mm-hmm. not going to like it if it's a, it's in the 50s. It's, cause, and that's fair, because 82, the, I think, it seems like you get into the mid-80s is when the, the 50s nostalgia resurgence really starts to crank up, right? Right, right. So I, I get why they did it. I guess I just found it... I think he wanted to go darker, but they, he just had to have some of the funny in it. And I think if you go and look at some of the clips that I watch for Lemon Popsicle, mm-hmm. I feel that movie, even if it's a shot for shot remake, and very well might be, okay, which then gives credence to the idea that the people thing was not just ripping off Porky's and taking advantage of the zeitgeist of the moment, which All is right. what I, my knee jerk reaction is like, oh, yeah, oh, Porky. Because even look at the prostitute, the scene with the prostitute. Yeah. It, yeah I mean, it could have been a funny, funny scene. 
But the way she talked to Gary and the right. way he reacted, yeah, she was, yeah, I mean, she's almost, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, was, it, was, it was disturbing. It was not funny. I didn't. Find I it felt funny. awkward, like you felt like you were spying on somebody, and you felt bad but at the most embarrassing to? moment. But were you supposed to? That's the only problem I have is I don't know how I was supposed to feel. Was I supposed to I laugh know. at that? Or was I supposed to feel like crap? I felt like well, crap. everything would get. The, he seemed to want to make Gary f- appear to be more thoughtful than the other kids. If you notice, like yeah. you, you don't get a lot. Rick doesn't think at all. Rick is just Rick, mm-hmm. you know. Like yeah, I mean, he, 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 when they when he said Gary and David said they're going to go for the redhead. Yeah, I mean, and he was supposed to go on a date with uh, Karen that night, right. and he just hey, well, there's a I'm going to get some, so he right. just skips Karen, and that goes with the prostitute who who shares stuff mm-hmm. with the guys. Like even even uh, the other friend they had, um, um, David, again, like he could have been the one who was made fun of all through the show. I mean, all yeah, through the movie as being the bigger guy. But he didn't care. Yeah. He run around, yeah. no shirt on, going to the pool, wasn't crying, wasn't nope. you know depressed or sad <laughs> or whatever. But Gary no, always he, had he that. Some. Yeah, he was Gary. Some. Gary always had that sense of sadness. He, yes. he tried to always give him that sense of sadness for mo- for most of the movie. Is it me or did every time David he he talked such a good game, but every time he got with a woman, he looked like a deer in the headlights. Like every time, yeah. because yeah. that's yeah. what we are <laughs> as the kids. I mean, as kids, you you try to talk like you're brave about it, but we're so scared of we don't know what we're doing. Yes, like no, I know I mean, they I, wanted I, to touch on that. Like, yeah, you, you're just so scared. You don't know what the heck to do. But that's, you know. No, but that, that's kind of what, what makes it uh, makes it feel real. Because if you think back when you do, you mm-hmm. could be uh, yearning for someone. Right. I mean, really, really bad. Like, that's, that's the only person you can think of. But you still go on doing stupid things with your friends mm-hmm. uh, and kind of laugh about it. But still, inside, and- there's that hurting and when you really think about it, like Gary really, it seemed to be more into into Karen. The more that she was into Rick, yeah, yes, sure. Yeah. Like she wanted the unattainable one, but the exactly. one that knew okay. from the get, because the knew from the get that she, you know, she was into to Rick. Yeah, and, he didn't and the know whole that from thing. the get though. He didn't know that from the get because at the get he saw her at the ice cream shop and that's when he did the. Uh, but he liked he saw a, he saw a very attractive girl that he was like wow I, I want to date her wow I'm gonna go by her house and deflate the tires on her bike yeah so he could give her a ride yeah, yeah. that's not creepy at all I, yeah. I know no. so all it takes is a little escalation <laughs> to yeah worse well you know Joel listening to what you were saying and I, and I, I get everything you're saying but. I think for me, in, in, in looking at it, comparing this to all those other sex comedies at the time, that's the way, the reason and the way it took its turn and some of the way they, uh, I guess, developed Gary to be more sympathetic, that's what sets it apart. Because if you look at something like Porky's, which was, when I was growing up, I mean, that was a huge movie that we all wanted to see. Most of us couldn't see it. Right. Um, and, and outside of one or two scenes, Porky's is really, for me, not a great movie. Yeah, it's, um, not. it's not one I want to rewatch. I'll, I'll rewatch the part with 
you know, in the principal's office. Mm -hmm. I think that's hilarious. But outside of that, you know, it's just, it's not a movie that holds up in any way. Mm -hmm. It could Um, be, Porky's is like the average Archie family show. It's just that they, you know, had a theme of them wanting to get laid. I mean, that's, that's it. That's it. it. You can just put it on TV and it'd be, it'd be nothing. But this, and then Joel, we're looking at it through our eyes of watching, like if you did something like this now, your stalker back then, right? <laughs> yeah, you have STDs that would kill you, but continue. right. But back then, I mean, that wasn't what the heck did we know about stalking? I mean, it, it, yeah, it didn't I mean, go into those situations. Like, the biggest people thing followed girls uh, to see where they live, and standing outside through their bedroom windows at night yeah. and deflated their yeah. what's wrong with that with a mask on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's wrong with that? I mean, yeah. there's nothing what's, wrong what's, with that, nothing no, is wrong with it at all. <laughs> so, but I, but and, and, look at and it. you stand there under your breath singing, Besame. That's right. Besame mucho. But we, we look at it through our eyes now. I mean, and that's what we see I back then. Like the biggest thing was the, the abortion. Like yeah. the way that they did the abort, the way yeah, the that way they, they showed that. the abortion. It was, but that was creepy in and of itself. They almost made it. I don't want to say they sexualized it, but there was something about. But it. they yeah, did but sexualize they, it. Yeah, I'm, I get you. The the way she took off the shoes slowly, the way she crossed the legs, the way the music was playing, it it uh, it got creepy. Naked body, and you were kind of like, went, wow. right? It went from it went. It started to look kind of. Oh, it went yeah. a little sexy to creepy, creepy because it's like she is yeah, getting an abortion. You do know you're not helping the argument for liking this movie. <laughs> the lady, but the thing that got me, the lady at the uh, the nurse. Yeah. How heartless she was. You know she reminded me of? Remember Uncle Buck, the assistant principal? Oh, yeah. She was from a soap opera. My my grandmother used to love the really? soap opera, Young and the Restless. Oh, cause and I remember this lady used Buck. to scare me on TV because she was always had that look on her face. She was always mean. <laughs> And that's her. I never forgot this this actress. I never forgot her because she always had the look on her face like, I am a witch and I will kill you. Does she visit you in your sleep, Daryl? Yes. It, you don't. You have no idea. One criticism I could I could have about it is the way that Karen, re, he kind of writes Karen as just totally without emotion. Sociopath. Because... To do have an abortion and then she was sad throughout the abortion. He's with her. It's heartwarming. The whole shebang. She gets up for breakfast like it never even happened. No, 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 Daryl. <laughs> She's just had an abortion and we're hearing. <laughs> and she giggles. Yeah. The thing that I don't know, because I, I wrote that down, that the, it, it, the next day they're sitting there at breakfast and she's mm-hmm. talking about her birthday party that weekend. That she's excited about. But the, yeah. the thing is, is that. I, that was when they the rest of the group went on a steam trip. So right, yeah. I don't really. Then I started thinking, well, maybe that wasn't the next day. Next, you know, maybe it was because I assumed no, that they were gone a week or so. He planned it. He planned it when they were going to be gone for a couple of days. Right, but I, yeah, I, I'm yeah. saying I didn't know necessarily when the breakfast was occurring. Was it the next day or was it like four days later? I had assumed. You know, no, I think. Yeah, I think it was. I thought it was because, the next yeah. day. That's what I yeah, took. That's from how, it. That's how I, I took it. And then that know. night, I, I'm thinking it's a weekend. And then I'm thinking the next, it was the next day after the abortion, because that night is when she said, "You know, you're packing up now to go." Yeah. And he yeah. said, 
You know, I think it was like that. I think she got the abortion on Friday. I think she got she or that Saturday morning, and then he picked her up, and then yeah, and it got real creepy. And when it, well, weepy and creepy when he's standing there <laughs> says when he finally says that he loves her, and he leans in to kiss her. I was like, are you are you, are you kidding me? She just had an abortion, Gary. Well, reel it in. Was, reel it in. Into it, though. I know. And I thought, like, are you? Are you? But you, then, in your mind, you, scene here. This is. But this in is, your mind, you're thinking, okay, they, they, maybe now she's got the jerk. Right? Yes. You no, know, like, and now she's we were hurting the dude that really of, cares about her. To Vince's point, though, when they return back after that supposed weekend, mm-hmm. I believe. Gary's mom makes a comment that David sent his mother four postcards. How could he send her yes. four postcards in a weekend? So right. you think it's okay. a week? At least. Yeah. Maybe, okay. You're right. You know what? You're right. You're right. And that's why, yeah. That's why I changed yeah. it. Yeah. You're right. You're, the next about the You're totally right. You're totally right. Because he did, because she did say that. I do remember her saying that. And he tried to make an excuse for why yes. he didn't send it. Just so we're clear, though. Just so we're clear. It doesn't change the fact that immediately following said abortion, she was giggling yeah with this yeah. giddiness and i'm sitting there like my face while i'm watching the screen and i'm like part of me is like well gary went through all this crap for her you know yeah. like i would hope she cares but part of me but the other part of me was like why would you love this girl she's a monster like she just didn't even <laughs> care is she laughing at you like you're a sucker yes <laughs> I don't, like she's ran all over town <laughs> selling stuff or maybe uh, trying to to defend it again. Uh, she's just emotionally drained, and this is why she's laughing and giggling. She kind of I don't know. It, maybe it's and most, you know what? It's, it's I, too I, much for her. And it could be any of those things. It could be. It could even be. There are people who've had abortions, and it just doesn't hit them mm-hmm. like it does everybody else. Like it right. hits people differently, and. Reaction to it, you you don't internalize it. You just don't deal with it. Yet. That's true, but I would all I would also argue that it's that idea of if you're going to analyze something, it has to some degree to be in the text. Yes, I felt that there should have been, I don't know, the the reactions to to moments like that mm-hmm. with the way the music was playing. This is this is definitely something where a guy we could write something like this, but a woman would never write. It. That's a good way of putting it. I don't think a woman would have written that because we don't get way. it. We 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 don't know. Yeah, we don't we don't know how that feels. I'm not saying she should have been broken no. and just defeated, and I'm not saying it had to be that way either. But I'm no, just saying no. the reactions felt emotionally off to me. It did. It did feel a little emotionally off. But the movie yeah, was ready to end of. by that. I mean, it was close to the end, right? Yeah, and you, I don't know. You just don't have the time. Can. I mean, it no. just... you, you're happy actually uh, because she, when they kiss, you think, "Oh." But then I had finally. a sense of dread, though. Finally, like, yeah. a, her yeah. reaction made me have a sense of dread. I don't know what it was because <laughs> I didn't know it was coming, but it just <laughs> made me have a sense of dread. Like this, just just can't end this happy. Like it just cannot end this 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 way for him. Uh, he cannot I cannot be getting the girl this way. No. <laughs> It just no. Just something and, has to happen. And he's so just the way he says uh, that he loves her. It's mm-hmm. I was like you, you, you're you're crying, man. You, this is this is something that he's been wanting to get off his chest for a long Even time. Even the way he tells her, yeah, was and was, then she kind of leans and kisses him, and you think, oh, finally. And then he's so 
uh, he's almost too damn happy yeah, later. I'm buying this for my her. girlfriend. Yeah. Like, oh, and he's like, I need to have it tonight. And I'm like, oh, something's not going to go right. Something and, is not. Uh, because and, uh, he, I think that. Ball the, kick of the year. I think the director tried to get us to get that there something was wrong when he kept trying to hint about the ski trip to hint that do you miss do you miss Rick? Yeah, yeah. You miss you know someone. like do you miss someone? You miss thinking game. about him. Like you know there was that, and she just was like she was not even trying to engage in it. Nah. She was like I just miss everyone. Yeah. It she was missed, just something yeah. going. Can wrong. you explain to me then why she does what she does? I think okay. Spoiler: alert, Let's talk it. about the end of the movie. I, I, you know, it's oh. funny. I don't think we've touched on any, almost any of the funny parts of this movie. <laughs> no, no, we kind of did. <laughs> that shows how emotional we are. <laughs> Vince, I, I hope you don't think I'm just no, being a dick. Because I guess why I want to start off with with I loved mischief, yeah. so I'm, I'm one for one. Uh, but I, I just little things like the fact that early on when they take the three girls home, mm-hmm. Millie. Roxanne and what was the uh, third uh, girl? Brenda. Brenda, I think. Brenda. Brenda, yeah. Brenda thank you. Brenda, Brenda. And they take them back and they convince them to go back because the girls think there's going to be code. Very much Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. That was very, it had a Revenge of the Nerds vibe. Yeah, In fact, they even, even the song. And I mean, just the way that when they're when they're standing, when they the the girls say, uh, "What about the drugs?" and then Rick turns to David and says, "What about the drugs?" and David turns to to Gary, "What about the drugs?" and Gary says, "They're in the kitchen," and David turns back to Rick and says, "They're in the kitchen," and Rick turns back to the girls, "They're in the kitchen," and they're all in the same goddamn room. Yes, yeah, yes. And I guess, and I and I get how that was supposed to play. But I, there's that part of me, because on one hand, this feels has a very, because it's so low budget, I think, and the way it's yeah. lit and the and the actors all being pretty young and new, it, it had a, there was a realistic vibe to a lot of it. But then moments like that are so absurdist. <laughs> Even when the parents come, the way they react, like that was. Like a baby was, And it was and funny. The, the, yeah, and the, kind of the classic trope. I wrote it down. David is beat with a shoe. Yes. But and the it, dad be, takes off his shoe and beats mm-hmm. David over the head with it. <laughs> the fu- and oh my god, when when uh, when uh, David comes out into the bed when he gets in bed and doesn't know, yeah, with his mom. Oh, with that's the, the mom. mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just... And how long does it take to count to one hundred? <laughs> I don't know. And he lost count He's out times. there for half an hour. <laughs> yeah. That's what it felt he lost like. Count for a couple of times, maybe he was high off of sugar. I don't. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Oh, but when Gary gets drunk and goes home. Yeah, Mrs. Roswell. Oh, my God. That was so funny. (laughs) That was so funny. Because his mother keeps, she keeps her composure the entire scene. Yeah. I feel like I should have watched this movie with you guys and I wouldn't feel the same. It was so funny, The dad dad was laughing and laughing and laughing. like Yes. like it was supposed to. Oh, it's just a joke. And the mother like, Gary, go to your room right now. Okay, herein lies the problem, and I'm focusing way too much on narrative structure. You are. I need to really stop. But it's it's called Last American Joel. Please stop. Okay, you're, you're but over. first, that that mm-hmm. scene, take it out of the movie. Take it out of the yeah. movie. What happens? Do we miss something? Does something happen later nope. that nope. Nope. does that does nope. that woman come back nope. into play? Nope. That and, and uh, take the uh, take the the sweet low coke scene out. Same thing. 
Do they need those girls to come back yeah. into play? Does that yeah. Yeah, okay? Uh, other than the parents, there's a way to introduce mm-hmm. the parents, so I will grant mm-hmm. you that. So at least that tie, uh, take uh, the ruby uh, the, the hooker seat. See what I mean? Like nothing. Yeah, but that builds up to what you played at the start of the. the... That does. That at Rap. least has the ventral crab joke, which I will give the you. The hooker it. I scene like that. is kind of important because it shows how Rick. Because you and you kind of think Rick cares about Karen, but then when when they mentioned we're about to sure. be with the prostitute. It sh- it kind of shows you why Rick is going to be okay. react the way that I will he does later. That. You're right. That but that at least ties in to to dynamics in the characters. That's fine. But I guess that's what I couldn't I couldn't let go that it. Maybe felt we dis- should mention. Yeah, I calls. just thought of it. The uh, Karen gets to gets an abortion. That's after her and Rick has had sex, and uh, apparently, and she's a virgin. Just, just, yeah, just like uh, Jonathan in Mischief, he didn't pull out in time. No, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and remember with with everything you're saying, Joel. Remember, we're talking about a teen sex comedy, so right. so I don't think they're sitting there going, "Well, this is going to lead to this, and this is going to lead to this." They're not mm-hmm. thinking. I am holding it to a higher standard. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> you are. And I think if you look, and so you you got to look at it. You hold it to a higher standard to the to the, the run of the mill sex comedy. I think it elevates itself, but but okay, that's know. fair. At least it at least it. I'll give it. Yeah, I will say this. I will concede this point. At least I felt like there was an attempt mm-hmm. to do something different. There's that. Second, I did like the music, even though I thought it was it was off putting the way that it was used <laughs> sometimes. And I did like Diane Franklin, despite her character. <laughs> and I mean, there are things about it I liked. And I guess what's probably this is the kind of movie that pisses me off the most because I want to like it more than I did. If I'm being honest, I didn't, and it bugged yeah. me. I, I wanted to. I, there was a party that wanted to come I away know. from this, and like I did mischief, and just be like, "Holy crap!" Yeah. Well, I think I think again, you're, you're you're it's what you're looking at in comparison because I think mischief and this movie do rise above whatever was considered a teen sex comedy at that mm-hmm. time. Because I mean, there, if, if for those of us who were you know teenagers, young teens, or, or or whatever during that time, I mean, there were so many of these movies that were coming out. I mean, stuff I look at lists of and I go, I don't even remember some of those. Oh yeah, but, but I remember other ones, and it's just like there were so many that that that's why I, I think I like this one so much is because it's not like joysticks or screwballs or ski school or or whatever you know insert you know titles here. Yeah, he could you know. do a tragic love story like he. Yeah, the, the the direction of the scene at the end when Gary is getting he he bought her a gift he's going to the party for her birthday party he has that gift he's so in love he's happy he got the girl he wanted for all these months or whatever and they say Gary she's in the kitchen he, he go I mean this direction of it he goes in that kitchen and, yeah, and he's so happy goes and, and then you look and you see Karen and Rick kissing and and, and, and this you, is, that's what i said it's the ball kick of the century and the music starts playing it's a big part of that daring and i didn't catch it the first time i watched the ending and cry like a baby but in the second time i watched the ending you look and you, she notices she sees him looking at her kissing uh rick, rick. He's done all this stuff for her. She says she she'll always appreciate it. She looks at this dude. She has ripped his heart out. Yeah, she, she knows. Still kisses. She stops. She smiles. 
even though this dude is broken, she smiles. It was a pity smile. It was like one of those, like, I don't right. know, what are you yeah. going to do? And But I didn't catch there was a tear going down her eye. Yeah, that's and I like that part. I mean, it, you know, at least that yeah. we were talking earlier, she seemed kind of heartless or whatever. There was right. something there in this there scene. There was a tear going down her eye. And there should be because Rick, she... Well, there's yeah, a Rick big fight when Rick was like, I don't... He would, did not want to take responsibility for this kid at all. And he even called her almost trying to call her slut and everything. And they fought. And these were childhood friends. Yeah. He looks at Gary with just an uncaring just look of just, yeah, I got her. I did it just to get back at you. Because he said you're going to regret it. The last thing he said to Gary when they fought is that you are going to regret this. And, yeah, and I mean Gary oh, is he is that th- that's emotional devastation. And this almost yeah. makes me think that the, the the writer of this or the director went through some type of heartbreak like this because mm-hmm. to pile it on like this, yeah, yeah, to take such care to do that scene in a, in a teen story, a teen comedy, almost what mm-hmm. it was, and very much so in the beginning. To put such care in it, I would all I would not be surprised if he went through something, a heartbreak. I'll like bet that's uh, I'll bet that's the one. That's uh, I mean he refers to this as something happened uh, to him in his youth that mm-hmm. uh, inspired this story, and I bet that's it. Yeah, it's got to be. It, is. I mean, it seems it seems autobiographical. So this took place. This this little this bit part really is at the very very tail end of the movie. Yes. So would he could have gone the 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 the, the Happy way, and yeah. Gary and and um, um, and Rose and Franklin and whatever her name is, you know, end up together. But mm-hmm. I like that it didn't. I felt no. that it felt it felt more real because it's real. We all no, knew that's girls who, who yeah. we knew girls who went after the bad boys, and yes. no matter what you did or how good of a friend you were, that's who they always pick. So the fact that yep. it didn't end up rosy, I think, made it better. It was sad because but, we all because we don't always get the girl that at the end. That's yeah. that's it's life. We don't. That's what makes it such a a gut punch. I think. Yeah, I think this, because that's it reminds what makes this stand out. This movie. Yeah, it's because it reminds. Usually what, you what get the makes girl. It, it's the ending. Yeah. Yeah. Usually you get the girl, or you get the girl that you should have. Instead of pining over the girl that wasn't right for you, life gives you the girl you should get because the good one, the the pretty, nice Except one that loves you and movie. cares about you. Guess what? Real life. Not always having that way when you're a kid. You 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 get the gut punch and you got to get up and get over it. Then you move on and you can find the right girl. But it doesn't always work out that way, like in a nice movie like that. So I think I liked. I kind of like because in because in America we always like to do the happy ending. Like that's that's what we you know a lot of most movies go for the the happy, especially yeah, yeah, and especially even if you do a remake like this. you have to change. It's like there's only uh, a few movies that end tragically, like when you give your brother a murder weapon and you leave him alone, <laughs> and he, he gets arrested and put in jail for life, and you fly off with the girl. Yeah, you. We need you. I need like a hang up, like a rotary phone hang up dial tone. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you guys! I like this. <laughs> Screw you guys! I'm going. No, what I was thinking, uh, uh, 
the, the one, uh, the Dutch uh, director, he did this, uh, what was it? He did a remake with, uh, oh shit, I'm blanking on names. Old man's talk again. Welcome to <laughs> the where, 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 where they get the, the, the girlfriend is kidnapped and he has to take the, the kidnap. The vanishing? What? The vanishing? Yes, thank you. Okay. Oh, that's if you compare the two versions, the original and uh, the remake, mm-hmm. again the remake. Don't say, don't say anything. Don't say anything because that's a major spoiler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, you you know you see what I'm getting at. I know what you're saying. Uh, yes. Two different two different endings because you in the states you uh, when he did an American remake they had to change the ending. Right. Well, let the right <laughs> one in. One, with it's this the one, same thing. Would let the right one in. The the yeah. The, yeah. The American version was much different. I didn't watch the American version. I liked the uh, the original I, too much. I I just want to say one thing. One thing. You guys are full of crap. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just can't. I, I did write down as my note when I'm watching the movie. It's huge. It's a it's the biggest note on my page. It came at the tail end of the movie. I put that's how it effing ends? Question mark exclamation point question mark. Yes. Because and, and here's why. I don't mind a sad ending. What I like is what feels satisfying. That doesn't mean happy. So for let me give you a case in point. Mild spoiler alerts ahoy for Rocky. <laughs> in Rocky, Rocky does not no. win the Please. fight, but he wins a moral victory. Right. And that this one, no, no, no. Not only does he not win the friggin' fight, someone takes a shit all over his house. That's the great thing about the movie. Oh, God. That, but see, that's not, that's as unsatisfying as if it had all been hunky dory. But I know I like that. That mm-hmm. was the. I like how just that's just life. Like that, yeah. there is no, no guarantee that you're going to have that happy ending. First off, I think life, 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 life. <laughs> she would not. She would not have more than likely gone with Rick after the trauma she had just been oh, through. Now, had he walked in, wait a minute. Okay, well, I'm going to think better of Karen than either of you. But I'm just going to say, I could have, I would have found it more satisfying if maybe they had had another character in the in the the movie, and she had at the end he, she comes in, she's making out with him, like something where it's obvious she's never going to go for no, you. No, the the that most okay. but some reason thing, Rick, the one that makes forced. the gut punch is that I get that, but it, it felt forced. Surf- to me. It didn't feel forced to me. She, yeah. I know, uh, I've no. Listen, I could tell you stories. I bet of, you could of girls I know who want who've been through the tears and the pain and all of that, the abusive relationships, and always took them back for years mm-hmm. that happens yeah and to Sad put thing. to put that in a movie though at that time at that time i mean now you've seen more movies like that but to do it then look through the lens of it looking at that you it it bugs you i know it bugs you because you don't get it doesn't that. bug me that for that reason though that's not why it bugs me it bugs me because it felt like this tacked on thing that there had been no ex no hint at i mean i understand what you're saying oh he asked her was she thinking about anybody but that was all that was transpired at that breakfast scene if there had been more of an emotional build-up or there had been for- some kind of foreshadowing something i would have seen coming it's like i was like but, but see, huh? there, see joel you're, you're trying to understand women here Oh no, Joe. That's not, not never not. ever gonna happen <laughs> oh, never great <laughs> call it great okay. call it Crank caller. <laughs> crank caller. Crank caller. 
How'd you get on the line, young Peter, man? You're already happily Put married. Peter, I back get on the phone. I'm still trying to figure it out. Oh, oh God. <laughs> the way Daryl reacted, I almost got <laughs> my pants. Oh. oh, I'm not touching that. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Somebody's calling me. I got to go. Oh, no. Okay, actually, you know what? Let me let me give you an example. Peter, you sent us the clip from the original's ending with the song "Mr. Lonely." Yeah, that that even that that even. But the way that scene plays, it's almost it's almost the same. But here's the mm-hmm. difference: the girl's reaction and the the way that characters react to each other felt more real to me than in the American version. I'll give you that. Like the yes. Way they re- yes, I agree. I, I probably, you know and you know what? Probably the director in his mind, he probably thought in that moment that yeah. that heartless thing didn't care when she broke my heart. Like he still, he probably did see that. You said he was a little too close life. to the source material. <laughs> he probably did. He probably, yeah. that's when he directed it. I bet you he probably... If anything, yeah, if he could make it that she had horns and 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 claws <laughs> at the end and red eyes, he'd do it. Yeah, but, but doesn't is... in the original ending doesn't she kind of shrug her shoulders? I think uh, yeah. yeah. There's a, there's See? more of an acknowledgement of him. There's more of yeah. an acknowledgement of yes. But by I'm shrugging doing this. the shoulders, that is just as bad as the smile. I know. It is. It is, but I find I guess what it is, it may have also been a, an issue of direction or the way the actors wow. took the direction or th- something about the way that scene played out for me. It was more for me a huh. Whereas when I watched the original ending, it felt now. Granted, to be fair, I'm coming into it knowing how the movie ends yes. at this point. Well, yeah, but just the girl, especially the way she reacted, felt there was a I don't know. There was more of a quality. In her to say, yes, this sucks, I suck, but hey, what are you going to do? And I don't know why, but she communicated that in, in that moment in a way better for me in the original. And his reaction, and then what it is in the original, he just walks out and he's slowly going through the party. And you even see the girl who I'm assuming was the original. Uh, yeah, yeah, the original the girl Rose. That, Kimmy, yeah, yeah, the original yeah. Rose. Kind of look at him almost longingly, but she's dancing right. with somebody else. Yeah. And he walks by uh, the, uh, boy, this is the old guy podcast. Who's the other buddy? Not Rick, yeah. the other guy. David, yeah, yeah, the David, David thank character, you. yeah. And, yeah, the David character, you see somebody who looks, I'm assuming it was him. And they're all, but they're all just kind of in their own moment. And he just is like a ghost walking through them. And he goes outside and the camera stays with him. And, and the American, it cuts to him in the car. Yeah. And he's just driving and crying. And this, it's just like as soon as he starts out the steps, the the credits start rolling. Yeah, and and it's, there's something the about street, that continuity. Yeah. I don't know why that felt more raw and real to me. So it's not the, I don't mind the sad. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I want to see the original because I like the ending. And that, I feel yeah. like the original tonally is going to be different. I think you're going to watch it go, yeah, there's these scenes in it and they're kind of humorous, but there's a darker tone that pervades the entire movie, thus setting up the ending. So while maybe a surprise, you're not like, Okay, how did I just watch a farce, a sex farce, and end yeah. up here? Well, and like somebody said earlier, you know, but the, they had the stuff in the beginning to make it more, I guess, more palatable for American audiences. But he didn't want to ruin whatever he was going for with the movie by not having that same kind of an ending. <clears throat> and without seeing the ending, I, I can't compare the two like you guys have. But you know, because it is when, a pile. It is a pile on. Like his yeah. friend is dancing with this pretty girl, and they're having a ball. 
his uh, whatever his friend is. I can't think of his name. David. Yeah, David, David again. He's dancing yeah. with David. David's dancing with this really attractive girl. He's happy. He got his shades on. He's he's having yeah. everybody's partying. <laughs> and him, he gets to open that door and watch them make out. And then I, open I, those I almost eyes. feel a part two of this uh, episode coming when, when, when we watch Lemon Popsicle. I, I think I we, we get it. We have to. We have to cover it. I think, I th- uh, Vince, would you be down for watching Yeah, Lemon if we Popsicle? can find it. That'd be interesting. Uh, do it. Uh, I'll see what I can do. May, may, pull the strings. Uh, I'll find it. Should, I mean, it, it's somewhere it should be available. I mean, it made eight goddamn sequels, so somewhere there should be. Uh, it was a huge hit. And I you know what? It was a hit and you space, go back but... and look at it again. Her lips tremble as she gets ready. She's holding in crying. When yeah, Gary that's what I liked her. about that. Yeah, I think so, you know. You know what? Yeah. Watching it again, I just totally forgot that she is feeling an emotional pain because she broke this dude's heart that was there for her at her probably at her worst moment of her young life. Right? Yeah. She is feeling the pain. She's her lip is trembling. Because I wanted so, to watch it again. Her lips are trembling, and then the tear goes down. So it did affect her. So he kind of broke her, too. Out. Yeah, so it part, did affect So part her. two of The Last American Virgin, she will be the Ruby character. <laughs> well, I mean, I could see, I could see a re, I could see a part two of this yeah. after they've all grown, where she probably dated rick a long time or even married him they had a horrible marriage they're broken up or whatever everybody's mature and you go through the you know i should have married you. i should have i should have went with you like I, I i made the worst mistake wasting my life with with him when i should have they could have they could do that he probably could have did that movie what should have happened to Gary? Should he, he have been successfully and happily married, or should he still be Mr. Lonely? That's the thing, though. You could go either way. I've seen movies where they've gone the route of he's found the love of his life after her. Like, he's married to her afterwards, and they're married. And you know when you you have a lull because you've been together for a while, and then you, you kind of, your, your high school love, you kind of put it in a pedestal because it's, it's, past that's your youth and you kind of meet her again and you kind of think about well what if i went with her instead like what if like that kind of thing and then the movie kind of makes and then throughout the movie he kind of realizes that he is with the right woman the woman that he loves that was just a you know that was a teenage love i've seen that and i've seen the they get together again and they fall in love all over again they and the movie ends with them getting married I mean, I've seen different directors like us. They kind of rewrite their own Uh-oh, story. The, 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 you get the to Taylor rewrite School your own of Retroactive. Let's see. The Taylor School of Retroactive Filmmaking. Exactly. If I yeah, could direct, right. I would do the the scene where I bust in and see them kissing, and then I leave, and then I get the hottest girl. Yes. Yeah, successful. I have a question. She dies in a tragic car crash. <laughs> who, who in fact, then in this movie is the last American Virgin? It'd be Gary. Well, or my soul. 
because it, and it, it, that's the thing is throughout the movie, I thought it was Gary, and well, then he had sex with obviously the they yeah right yeah. What did? But did he? Yeah, he got crabs like everybody else. He put it in. Well, I, well he he all, all let's let's be fair because she made a comment about no, not there. Yeah, but I still got the vibe it. like he. He still well, put it oh, in. But that's, yeah. I mean, is that, is that sex sex? Oh, of course you know it's not. Yes, it's just it's, he put it in. Yeah. Did he put it, but you could have just, you could have just bumped, you know, Bump nether regions and gotten yeah. crabs. I mean, yeah, but I literally, she was described, she was like telling him what to do. I could, she probably grabbed it and put it in there right. just for the, the money. I got the sense that he did. And yeah. he hated yeah. it. And he yeah. totally the hated last, it. The last American virgin out. should actually be Karen then. Right. Okay. See that 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 title really is. I understand why mm-hmm. they picked it. It's catchy. It's going to sell tickets theoretically. But it that is the example of where it feels as if somebody said, "Oh, the U.S. audience is somewhat lowbrow." Let's just mm-hmm. say that way. So let's call because if you think about it, that title, doesn't really pertain. Oh yeah, it's I can like totally see them saying, "Let's name it the Last American Virgin," and everyone would think it's just this kid trying to get laid throughout the movie, and that's yes. the funny yes. journey of watching this kid try to get laid. Yes, but that's not really, I mean, yes, that's an aspect of it, and a major aspect, but I would say that is probably more in mischief, even though, as we spoke with mm-hmm. mischief, that's just a subplot. But that's a constant, though. I mean, that's, that's most of these movies are, are this lovable kid trying to get laid. I mean, that's, yeah, the, that's the concept of movies. That's and life. And throughout that, he finds love in addition to trying to have sex with a yeah. woman the first time. Final question for, all, for the entire mm-hmm. panel. Do you think that the ass end of Gary's dad's jeans, in fact, had gills? Because when Gary comes back after the ski trip slash visit to the abortion clinic, (laughs) if you look at the dad's pants, I swear to God, on both cheeks, it looked like it had gills. (laughs) Well, Well, I I didn't pay attention to this. It was impossible not to notice. I swear to God, I thought they. I thought I saw them moving as if it was breathing. Sure you did. It's all right that you looked at his father's like he had ass two groupers, the entire scene. He had two groupers stapled, one to each cheek. That was. It was just these. It was. You weird. know what? Everyone it, has their journey. Everyone and after has all this, all this deep conversation we just had, that's the last question you're going to ask. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is honestly the most. That's the one thing I really wrote down. Wow. Well, let me ask this. Let me ask this. Do you think a movie like this? Could be made today. Hell with no. With sensibilities or anything. Hell no. I hell think no. they hell would no. either go. Re- I think they would try to go even darker, and not the even worry about ending. the the comedy. I think they would try to go even darker with it. I think they would. They would do. I think they would keep the abortion, do that whole thing. But I think that earlier on, they would they would try to keep it darker. I could tell you exactly why they wouldn't make it. In nineteen eighty two there wasn't this thing known yet called AIDS. I mean, it was known, but ba- barely. It certainly was not known in the media yet, because that's when, you know, a lot of that, I know that they since have gone back and said, actually, no, it had been around even prior to that. But that's sort of the beginning of it, and that was only in, as far as the uh, medical community knew, in, the, in a few isolated cases among homosexual mm-hmm. men. So, if for teenage kids, the worst things you had to worry about were herpes, right. crabs, maybe you could get syphilis and gonorrhea, things like that. Right. Yeah, like as if that's not a big deal. But but that was the big the big things. You didn't have this death wish aspect to it. I think if you made a movie now with the sort of flagrancy that they go around hitting anything that moves, that cla- even though 
I would say the cloud of AIDS isn't as maybe pervasive mm-hmm. now even as I think it was back when I know I was in high school and Nick, I'm sure you guys were that AIDS that late 80s early oh, 90s yeah. time period. It was every I mean like you couldn't have met you really couldn't late have done 80s? it then without I must you, have been on my tense job or something. Oh, I'm, please. I'm going, I, I was Fourth on the eighth marriage, wife by then. Job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like back then you had to have the scene where the character, the ubiquitous, they turn to the camera, make sure you see the condom wrapper. So I just don't know that the that sort of frivolous, free-spirited way they act, which I think, I think is indicative of the movie, it, could even happen. He would have to be punished. If they do it and not in a film, I think they, would, they probably wouldn't get away with it unless it was... Uh, uh, in a really small but indie film, and he would, and the character would have to be punished for doing. Well, and, and you're saying, I assume from what you're saying, Joel, you're kind of talking this uh, just in general, a sex comedy like that, right? A teen sex comedy. I think with the tone of this one, like to make this movie, so it has that sort of uh, flagrantly dismissive tone about because it does I mean, these guys don't care they don't wear anything mm-hmm. no all. i mean that's, that's uh, 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 right from the front when uh, uh i mean when uh, rick goes with uh, roxanne i mean that and she says i'm not on the pill that's they don't even yeah, care about the condom yeah, i'm not yeah. on the pill but what yeah yeah i'm not i'm not either that's well, I, like i said i think they would do it but rick rick would have to be punished especially and and probably gary would go through something too yeah because yeah because rick doesn't get any comeuppance. He gets the girl. He gets the, he gets girl. the girl. Yeah. <laughs> he's the villain of the story and he still wins. See? Nice guys in his last. It basically is a nice guy's or at least creepy kind of guy's finish last. Yeah. To bring this all to a close, Vince, thank you for being here. Thank, thank you, you for at least, I, I, I am glad I saw this, this yeah. movie because it's all. Thank you for bringing this movie to the table. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it's always one I wanted to see. So at least I feel like I've seen it. And I do want to see the remake because of it. So I need to remake the original. <laughs> well, yes, we, this is the remake. I've seen that. It. I want to see the original because of right. it, which is good. That's a good thing. So uh, I do appreciate that. Oh, and the soundtrack was great. Mm. And the soundtrack was good. Again, weird the way they used it, but I like the music. At the... Oh, and they had, uh, we didn't mention the police. They had that do 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 da 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 Yes, they did. Another big hit. So, yeah, they had a lot of... I'm sure there's some ones that we haven't even mentioned. Oingo, Boingo. Right? I think, uh, yeah, Oingo, Boingo. I saw the poster for Oingo, Boingo in the bathroom. Yeah, they played... Uh, and, uh, what was the, song? Oh, was the uh, Tommy, Tommy Two-Tone? Wasn't there a Tommy Two-Tone? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yep. Angel Eyes or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, so, I mean, tons of stuff. Tons of good stuff. Yep. Commodores. Oh, stuff. Holy shit. Human League. Yeah. We mentioned yeah. Casey and the Sunshine Band, Quincy Jones. That's a lot. Blondie was in there. Yeah. Yeah, we mentioned Blondie too. Yep. Amazing. So, yes. Vince, made me cry, but that's fine. <laughs> thank you for making Daryl cry as if it's your Anytime, Daryl. Thank you. And, uh, and thank you for being here. And uh, I, I always, I know you always tell me this, and I, for some reason, either forget or choose to not pay attention. You won't, do you have any place like you would like to uh, pitch? No, no, unfortunately. I'm just no websites, no. Nothing like that. No home address. Hey, you come no, here. No phone, no phone number. They can just call you and see what they think. Or raid my refrigerator. Or just <laughs> just make yourself at home. Don't don't, don't shoot on my house, though. He's going to go off on his tangent here. Let's not set him up. 
Okay. I am not. I actually told them last time that that is the one redeeming factor of that movie is that we have that catchphrase to use all the time. Much like all balls itch, it's a fact. Well, they do. Peter. Yes. You could be found at ForgottenFlix.com, I believe. Uh, Yes, I believe I can. Daryl, you could be found in 95% of iTunes at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I try, and sometimes I'm not crying. Sometimes. (laughs) Yes, uh, Taylor... Network. I always want to say podcast network. Taylor Taylor, Network of podcasts. Did you check to see if Taylor Podcast Network was available? Why are you trying to confuse me now? No, just say TaylorPodcastNetwork.com. You know, I mean, they drop the of. See, and the next time Daryl's going to say the the domain name, he's going to mess it up. TPN. He'd be like Taylor Podcast Network of podcasts. Yeah, drop, the, drop the preposition. No, you're MCD sometimes. You just, you just can't I'm just let saying, it go. but if, think about it. Think, think about how it goes. TPN. You the Taylor just Podcast cannot Network. Just let it go. You can even hear the jingle. TPN. I, I hate you. The Taylor Podcast Network. I really Network. hate you. You must whip it. Now, now with 28,492 shows. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> No, 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 feel the love. Feel the love, Daryl. Besame. Besame. You can find me. Just keep singing, Peter. You can find me here at ForgottenFlix.com. And, of course, we're on the Movie Podcast Network. And eventually, maybe by the time the show has come out, at the end, there will be a little bumper for it. Sure. We'll see. Maybe. Kind of. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being here. Any final words? I know what boys like. Bring your big burrito over here, please. Gary, go to your room right now. Thanks for listening. And for even more retro movie goodness, be sure to subscribe on iTunes and feel free to leave a review. It helps more people find out about the show. And a special thanks to JV at YourSecretIdentity.com for all the fantastic music you've heard throughout this show. So swing on by ForgottenFlix.com where we've got great retro reviews, articles, games, Tons of past podcast episodes and interviews and more. 